Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Minahan, and this is Talk Cosmos, a weekly hour panel. And we're a YouTube, so do subscribe and like us. We are today talking with the full moon. Today is March 28th, um, 2021, and the Libra full moon of eight degrees is has been happening just as recently. And the we will discuss that at length because we're also going to be discussing the Aries new moon, which is on the 11th. And you could say that energetically Libra works to compare itself and mirror the choices we have to harmonize imbalances. So because it's really a culmination, the full moon always as the sun is reflecting is total power. The moon never emits, it just reflects. So it is reflecting that energy that we will soon be encountering on the 11th. Okay, well, thank you. We now are ready for the Moonbeam team. Relating to the sun and moon's energies, including the planets and the entire cosmos for the month's systematic two-week intervals of the new moon and full moon, plus the annual four to five eclipses, this is your Moonbeam team. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly, stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Elizabeth Liz Machette, certified astrologer, sacred healing counselor, tarotist and numerologist, providing individual consultations, teaching and tutoring internationally, co-author of Gateways to Change, Keys to Navigating the Seas of Life, currently facilitating workshops in Marysville and Camino Island, Washington. I'm Catherine Metcalf, professional astrologer, intuitive, and tarot card reader. I am very blessed to live my passion by offering individual consultations and teaching classes at a local college and online. I love to talk and write about the planetary dances and how we fit into it. I have been lucky enough to be featured on NBC, Cosmopolitan Magazine, and Huffington Post. My goal is to educate, enlighten, and empower you. And I'm Sarah Stromley, a craniosacral therapist and founder of Brain Body Therapy in Kirkland, Washington. I'm an evolutionary astrologer that incorporates different forms of horary, location mapping, and medical astrology into my practice. I enjoy uncovering flower and mineral frequencies that also support the mind-body coherence that aid in the healing journey. And as Albert Einstein said, energy is never destroyed. Energy only changes. 
Gee, and I guess things are changing. Oh, it's changing. It's so true. I had not said that the Libra, well, I did say, but it was 2.48 in the afternoon Eastern time. So we can figure out that would be 5.48 Pacific. And right? Yeah. No, 11.48 Pacific. 11.48. Boy, you know, over here in Hawaii, I'm going backwards and forwards like a fan. I cannot get time down. It's like, wow. Well, I'll start off with what I'm thinking. This is, uh, it doesn't have to be new moon, full moon, because we're going to do both. It's a whole energy of now, all right, just to kind of clarify what. And I'm thinking of what one thing I um, noticed that it is birthing the I am within that through learning our values, because the sun is with Venus right now, it's the name of the game and it's going to be a story. Okay, so who's next? Speak, pop, boing, come on. I'll go. Okay, so so I think I'm looking at the full moon in Libra and then the new moon in Aries. And I think with them working together, there's a release and then forward movement. But I think underneath it all is a focus on love and healing. Oh, I love it. Okay. Next. I agree Jump. with Catherine and it's relationships are highlighted and there's this big, huge party in Aries with all the, so many planets there. Um, so I think releasing, we're going to, make huge giant steps even if we just take a small tiny step oh that is so action oriented that's what the universe loves okay last but not least sarah yeah i'm i'm seeing just this you know libra and energy um and all these air and fiery elements fueling each other and the pursuit of better life balance is just so integrated into all of us. And there's just, just this bundle of fiery concepts, ideas and, and airy concepts of ideas and arguments and ideas that are what, you know, at this time of year, but it's normally a peak annual energy, but there's so much outward energy um, that that's pulling at us and it's, a bit ungrounded so it's it's just causing a bit of further imbalance tapping personal reserves in some sense so there's themes of over identification of various roles we play and there we have we all have a lot of hats that we wear that weigh on what our core essence that's tr just trying to emerge and and that's what Aries wants us to do it's seeking this release and emergence well, that's a handful and a good one, because what it struck me was this over-identification of roles, which is everything about Pluto in Capricorn, which is really still working its wonder, and it will be until 2024. So we're in its handbag, you might say, because through all of it is like releasing. It's so true what um, may be put upon us and what we put upon us, and hey, what's who's us? Who are we? So it's very true. I could go on. And, I, and I'm realizing oftentimes I direct, but you know what? It's Libra. It's sort of like a potpourri here, right? We have energies. We know each other. We can jump in. So go ahead with some thoughts that you have. I have to close my door 
because I am in a okay. <laughs> well, I like the grand trine and air in the uh, full moon chart. To me, that's um, we can improve our communication. Um, it, it's bringing new opportunities. It's a an easy flow of energy. Mm -hmm. Do you have the chart that you can pull up or? I think Just Sue is going to do that. So. Oh, which one was this, Liz? I'm so sorry. Say the Libra full moon chart. Oh, the Libra full moon chart. I thought I sent that to everybody. Um, I can't pull it up here, but it is, uh, yeah, March 28th is right now. I just thought for people that wanted to see it. So I've Oh, you know what? One, With this particular, yeah. But the reason is, is that this is yard, uh, StreamYard, and I, I'm, it's a different setup than it's live, and it's not Zoom. So the capacities, we're still learning how to use it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'd love to see your photograph. Go ahead. Okay, this is just the... <laughs> yeah, okay. Just for people that like to see the, the chart itself. Yes. Yeah. So there, there's the beautiful Grand Trine that um, Liz was just talking about, you know? And then um, I think somebody else that I was watching was talking about was it you sarah that was talking about the mystical rectangle liz liz was liz, liz. yeah mm -hmm. yeah so there's a lot of magic going on i think yes. in this chart and there's a <laughs> there's a kite also i was listening to now to, to reference liz she did a full moon for just on now chat so for people that are subscribing to the talk cosmos you'll find now chats liz you know several of the members here do full moons, new moons, uh, depending as the energy goes. And Sarah's been doing quite a few on very mundane subjects. And then I've done a whole heap of different things myself. So that's just a resource to check out. So Liz's was on this mystic um, energy, which Liz can talk about. But I also listened to Omari Martin, who is part of the astrology. Omari Martin is Chicago's president for their astrological club, Friends of Astrology. And he's also the month for Astrology Hub. And he was saying there's a kite, which is a rectangle, which is the triangle with a um, sextile between. And in this case, so there's a lot of energy. Yes, connecting energy. Yeah. Did, did you, um, I'm really curious, Catherine, if you um, have the eight degrees. Um, Sabian? So, Sabian, because there's so much at eight degrees. There's the sun, there's Chiron, there's Venus, and then mm. it's in a, a semi-sextile to Uranus at eight, and then, you know, the moon's at eight of Libra. So there's just a significance of yeah, there's nine, yeah. And, eight, and nine access. And perhaps so. to just interpret all that, there's emotion, there's individuation, Uranus. I'm glad you brought up Uranus, Sarah, because that's individuation. Through all of this, the energies that keep us from spiraling, because with the grand trine, the energy can't stop, which in a sense feels great. One's in orbit, but on and it, potentially, it's always, you know, what direction a person uses this energy. But on the other hand, nothing necessarily gets concrete or grounded from it. So a kite or a mystic triangle, uh, 
rectangle, rectangle has other energetic focuses. And I think Uranus is pivotal here because it's individuation. And that's a real process of becoming authenticated. And it's not necessarily always the easiest to receive because sometimes we're pretty resistant about hearing what it is. And it's a process. So, mm. yes. Yeah, so the Sabian symbol, um, I actually used nine degrees Libra um, because you go up one, you know, when you're yeah, looking at it. It's negotiable. It so um, it's an interesting one. And I really loved this. It says three old masters hanging in a special room in an art gallery. And sometimes they seem to speak to each other. I mean, that's such a great visual <laughs> right there, right? Sometimes. Yeah, like a, it's a private party. <laughs> but I felt like it's it's communication at a whole new level, you know? And, and I think also in this, what I noticed was that we have Mercury conjunct Neptune uh, right here. Very powerfully. In the eighth house which is, you know, psychic intuition. And I'm like, oh my God, that so goes right along with the masters hanging out and communicating. And imagining, <laughs> that was another code word that I heard again and again. It's really liberal time to use that imagination. Yeah, it's so, uh, sorry. So I got um, that it's, there's a possibility of going deep into realizing truth um, about different cultures, which is mentioned here in Libra at nine. And we just went through, like, um, I had just listened to you, Sarah, the other day about um, the Asian violence, you know, that we've been horribly experiencing. Um, but going deep into realizing truths about our culture and exposing um, our mind, like stretching it out and expanding it to understand more than one way. Um, and then one of the that's quotes, beautiful, if yeah. I may say about the nodal, the nodal access, Gemini and Sag explains it. Yeah. So I just wanted to say one of the quotes um, for Libra nine is a Romanian proverb, and it says, "Art has no enemy but ignorance." Ooh, nice. That's yeah. yeah. I thought that was a good one. Yeah, and art is a nonverbal. Uh, energy, Aries, we have to remember that the two nonverbal before Gemini, Aries and Taurus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Either Liz or Sarah, I can hear you biting at the bait. Jump. <laughs> and I have to come tell you. Yeah, like just jump in. Yeah. The mystical rectangle is rare, but um, it does give us opportunities for harmonious and constructive ways to express our tension and opening up to our gifts. So this full moon chart to me is opening up to great potentials and opportunities and possibilities to heal relationships, to work on better communication. Um, often in my life, I've had something where I've paid somebody a compliment and it was an insult to them. And it's like, <laughs> wow. And I had no intention of doing that. So it's like, because one word to somebody can mean one thing and to somebody else, it means something completely different. So yeah. mm -hmm. even though this An is a full moon. and motivation. Yeah. It gets very complicated sometimes. It's about releasing, but it, it also with through releasing, we're bringing on 
wonderful opportunities and you know all that the planets are having a party in Aries so um, shifting it's like spring is sprung it's like shifting gears it feels great yeah bonfire I'm jump I'm jumping in so if I I'll just say that I did what you suggested Liz from what you'd heard and I'd known this all the time but this time I took it to heart maybe because it's fire right right now you said take your past because it culminates we can release and I wrote them down and I burnt it in my little uh, where I have my matches and of course I hadn't realized that there were so many matches in there so I really created a little bonfire in my little bowl that I have incense yeah the incense is burning the smoke is going <laughs> right as long as you have something that's fireproof we don't want people starting a fire in their home but if you have well, a fireplace yeah or, right yeah, or, or outside or yeah. um you know you can get a a a can and burn things in there's like a lot of different ways to do that but yes what a great reminder at the full moon to write things down that you want to release and burn yes. it or rip it up mm -hmm. in shreds put it in a shredder mm -hmm. I, it's like there's all kinds of different ways yeah I guess and with, so with the full moon in libra too it's about releasing um like things that keep you off balance or that throw you off balance or releasing indecision too so yes. yeah. I was really resonating um, with your Sabian message of old three old masters. And because mm -hmm. um, this morning I was just when I was first waking up, I was just having this stirring within me of the, the concepts kind of portrayed um, with the, the fairness of Libra, you know, the, the debate of what is fair and mm -hmm. um, the pursuit of what what we want, as this full moon seems to indicate. But um, there was also this theme of Eris. She's tied into Aries, and she is square Pluto. And and I'm I was thinking of the concept of the three old masters of being um, the established power. Like the mm -hmm. old, like Hera, what Hera represented, the established old old world order, and then the um, the favored power, which was what Athena represented through her her ability to always strategize and out strategize, and always win the game, and Venus's power or Aphrodite's power of beauty, and our challenges, you know, of our ego kind of feeling ensnared in this in these in these issues and these topics of how we seek to identify ourselves and and the more we fight against some of these things the more we can injure ourselves in our attempts to untangle from it so there was just this image of um relaxing and just allowing ourselves to float and just allowing it to kind of untangle on our own instead of fighting it, but seemed to really resonate. Sounds like Neptune. With this, with this chart. Neptune is so, where the nose eventually. Yeah. Well, Neptune is also the midpoint between, um, between Eris and Pluto for this chart, and that's part of why. And you might mention just Pluto is transformation and Eris is the uh, archetype of discord because going back to the mythology, yeah. which you yeah. began to explain was the Trojan War, which is- So, and, and Neptune this. just kind of, yeah, and Rep Neptune was just kind of that 
transcendence. So. Well, that is the, yes. I like that visual of just releasing in, in, and unentangling yourself, you know, just mm. letting go and going with the flow, you know, and whenever I hear that, I instantly go to Christopher Creek or um, in Sedona, you know, there's a place called Slide Rock that you can just sit on the rock. There's water flowing through it all and you just slide right through it effortlessly. Yeah, that's something. And again, back to um, Omari Martin, he was talking about resistance there at the very end of this interesting talk that's available to anybody um, on YouTube. And that he was saying that the, the uh, result of growth is comparable to resistance. And Amanda Poo Walsh was asking, well, how do you know if it's fear or not? She said, well, fear is, is, is fear. So that's that. And otherwise it's a choice or you just know playing down that you're resisting it and you know it's good for you. So, and then also the whole fact that not just because we learn through our emotions and of course this is a full moon in Libra, but not just through pain, but also through joy. You know, it's a whole spectrum. So, yeah. Liz, what's on your mind there? You've been so quiet. <laughs> well, the moon has... Um an aspect with the the north node and mars so to me that's like moving forward and find in gemini you know rules communication so it's like if it feels like you're not getting anywhere in your communication like you're gonna all of a sudden make a movement forward because you might find new words to use or um you know it's like just moving forward it feels really good and it also can be a change in your attitude too. So, and then it just changes everything. New information. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In fact, because the Aries Venus star point was just a couple of days ago. That is what we're looking at, you know, with uh, still with Venus and, um, you know, the embodiment of confidence in our heart and, and going in our new directions. And, but it happens to really correlate with, we did this last week, you know, people want to get more in depth about it really correlated with the Gemini. So yes, communication and, and going forward in all its dimensions. Sometimes we think, Oh, communication. I got that down. Hardly. You know? So purpose of communication is to keep working on it. You know, new. <laughs> well, and words are always changing and what they mean. And so it's, a constant movement forward. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so did you want me to talk about the gestation cycle? Let's do it. We have yeah. about three minutes. Okay. Well, we're in the full moon phase of that. So we're halfway through and this lunar gestation cycle began in September of 2019 at five degrees of Libra. So we're halfway through this gestation cycle and um, that chart for 2019 had a, a emphasis in, I'm going to say worldly events, the world, because um, I call that the ninth house and the sun now again is in the ninth house for the, for Washington DC chart. 
and it was opposite Chiron and now today it's conjunct Chiron. So there's, you know, still this healing theme. So if there was anything that you were working on towards healing or even mentoring people or teaching, you know, maybe you were learning something in 2019 and now you're ready to teach it to somebody else. And even if you teach it to one person, you're still sharing that gift. So, um, and again, a repeat of new ways to communicate. So we're all growing and learning. It's like the school of life. Well, that's really a good illustration. And did you bring up also about the one that would be the phases? I have to kind of learn how to denote the two cycles because there's one that this full moon relates directly back to the last new moon, which was August, not August, Sue, October 16th. That of 2020 of 2020 because i pulled that up that was a little easier for me to digest but that too seems to be looking at the same element of um, looking at chiron in a different um, it's more attached now to well it is it's right with the sun we're an awareness of it it's how maybe our would you say our embodiment of our psyche our whole self has been identified with what values we had of ourself and with our wounds and emotionally we're because it's opposite right i mean the full moon right in this case it's opposites not the new moon where they're together so it's a, a new awareness of of that energy to release Right. In old ways, um, since we've had the pandemic, so a, a year ago or even six months ago, what was doable, what worked for us may not work for us anymore. So let alone 20 or 50 or 60 years ago. So to me, I call that updates being necessary. Um, <laughs> the kind of way. Edit, edit, revise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you know, years ago when I was a kid, if somebody came to your house smoking a cigarette, you you offered them an ashtray. Well, that is very unacceptable in this day. It's like they better be outside and 25 feet or <laughs> 50 feet away from your door. Um, and right now we have the pandemic. So it's like you're not supposed to be having a lot of people come to your house anyway. So the rules keep changing constantly. Thank you, Liz. Well, I am with the Moonbeam team and that's Liz Mouchette and Sarah Stromley and Catherine Metcalf. We are from different spots of the universe and this is March 28th, the Libra full moon and we will talk about the Aries new moon coming up and do subscribe and like us. And we're so glad that you're listening. Thank you, be right back. take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We're currently in the period of Aries. By leaving a cycle based upon completion, the energy of Aries sparks initiation, creating action to separate into a new cycle of life. It's a fire sign, which means it will involve great emotion. And because separation may create resistance, it also takes great courage to break away to new ways of becoming. Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. 
the show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Petra Touchard of Petra Touchard Astrology, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars. Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. Oh boy, I love it. Humor is always, I'm learning the name of the game, and sometimes, oh my goodness, how to do all that. Well, we... This is the Moonbeam team, a panel that comes monthly. It's, we've been talking about the current cycles of the Libra New Moon because it comes first. And now we're talking about the Aries New Moon. I hope I said that right, New Moon, Full Moon. And that's 22 degrees and 25 minutes on April 11th in two weeks because today as we speak is the full moon. And I might kick this off and just say that the Aries New Moon is a catalyst it's serving I, you know, as a catalyst to ignite this cycle of new identity in any capacity. And it's, it's connected always to our values. Well, right now, especially to our values because um, an emotional foundation. And this kind of steps in, I think, with what Sarah was talking about. The, because I always love when we talk about actions and taking little steps. And all of us have been in one framework or the other. But the point is, it's making those courageous steps to break into new pathways of action. So with that, my good team, what do you have to share? Well, a few more um, planets have joined the Aries party because Mercury joined in and the moon is joined in. So we have six if we count Ceres and Chiron astrological bodies there. So it's like they're really having a good old time and of initiation energy to me, Aries is initiation energy and trying to um, move forward and try new things. And, you know, you might try it for a moment and move on to the next one, but it's, it's kind of like ex experiment with some new things. Mm -hmm. experimentation that is so good yes this is quite a stellium of Aries energy it, I think of the I mean because we're at that time and we're a week away from Easter so I think of the chick that's pecked away at its shell and it's like it's there it's just ready <laughs> to um, leap out into the world um, and you know we've been so contained <laughs> you know I, I think of us because we're past the the Chiron um, like wanting to leave the the Chiron cave where we've been <laughs> during COVID and um, emerge with and unite with others and um, and have these face-to-face -face situations and like series there as well with this new moon 
Um, they've just kind of moved, they've kind of integrated that point, but I, I've been learning a little more of about series through Alan Clay and his description of how it's the higher octave of the moon. And it's also the messenger planet between Mars and Jupiter, because that's, it's where it kind of orbits between. So sometimes it's communicating to us more about, about Mars and sometimes it's communicating it to us more about Jupiter, but it's, both of those are in air. So I still think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of fuel with this, um, of concepts, ideas, and, and directions we want to go and, and dab, you know, there's a lot of little things that we can dabble in and to get things done. I like mm -hmm. that whole synopsis of really these energies, Sarah, and it makes me always remember that Laura now Bandy, and to give credit where I've heard it, is um, not, not that it's always important, but Laura is such a instrumental force um, as a teaching, especially in the Northwest and with conferences, but that series, she does workshops that we can reclaim that an area that it's involved with. So as you're commenting on, you know, like Alan has the different um, levels, like we're familiar with Uranus is a higher octave of Mercury, for instance, or Venus is a, and that Neptune's a higher octave of Venus. But yes, that Ceres is a higher octave because he does the dwarf planets. I'm just tying this in. That's all for people that, in my own sense, but because it can also be grief and loss, like the mythology, here she lost her daughter, and the daughter represents what? You know, it's the life process where the little roots are down on the ground. I mean, it's one way to look at it. And then they come up in the spring and it, life begins again. And here we are, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, with with spring is happening. And, and so, yes, I love that, that you're bringing that it's a, uh, so connected in there it is pretty much of a pileup, especially when you start bringing in the um, other planetary energies, which, of course, we recognize and they're very important. And yeah. to help that, the um, Mars is and Jupiter are sextile to the sun and moon pretty tightly. So that also brings Ceres in. So that's a nice compatible relationship right now that it's highlighting that so that was really good that you shared that Sarah you know and when you I can jump and say that Jupiter and Mars is yakety yak 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 it's going to be you have to voice your thoughts one way or the other so that means it's not going to be compatible it is not necessarily you know, I mean it doesn't mean it can't be but we're talking Aries energy here so everybody's becoming but it's stating the necessity so I think it's a necessity to receive also, you know, it's this whole, it has been brought up that energy that goes out, somebody else is receiving. So it's a duality. It's not just so, I think there was a lot of talk about that with the male, because we're all transforming this idea of what masculine, feminine, the words that we've been using, that really just by exerting, there's, for that person exerting is receiving and the others that are being exerted upon are receiving so yeah it's dynamic Especially yeah talking about the male female stuff i think it's interesting that um 
so the sun yeah everything's in well not everything but four <laughs> four planets are in aries and then the, the two asteroids but the sun and moon working together in aries is a brand new beginning and then with venus in aries to me that's speaking about female power you know the women rising up which i'm always a fan for of and, and then combine that with the conjunction of mercury in aries so speaking our truth so and then i also saw with the moon sextiling to mars too within gemini it is important for us obviously to speak our truth but i also think that there's a possibility for collaboration mm -hmm. and then with the moon sextile to jupiter i think that there's a possibility of coming together on like humanitarian issues and growing from that um, so if we come together um, and focus on a cause that we care about, we can just bring lots of new energy and new motivation into birthing something new, right? And I loved, Sarah, your your visual of the chicks pecking at the little shell. Oh, yeah. Especially That's so awesome. Shell. It is. Really yeah. descriptive. And I just realized I want to toss this in before somebody comes up. 22 degrees Aries is exactly the um, square. You could say the first square to last year's Saturn conjunction to Pluto, along with, you know, January 12th in that huge Capricorn stellium. It is a cycle of 38 years. It's massive. It's really like we are now with all this uh, possibilities of collaboration and pecking through the shells and the humanitarian issues and speaking our truths, hey, there's some possibilities here. This is good. But it's, yeah. it's really a, a, a work, you know, right? Because it is that first square. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, looking at the chart, most of the planets are below the horizon. So it's like all this energy is like working to like move forward. It's like putting things together, new beginnings, new cycles, new starts. It's like super exciting that this, you know, it feels like, you know, spring. It's like it, it's here, but it's like, is it really here yet? <laughs> it will be in two weeks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's really getting ready to move everything forward. It's it's fabulous. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Sarah, go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, there's just a lot of energy, there's a quickening, there's a sense of urgency that's um, very prevalent and strong. And, you know, and I, with with the chick um, scenario, it's, it's like there's still a vulnerability there. They have to break out of it themselves. They have to um, figure their own way because if someone tries to break it open for them um they're not going to get this they they're going to lose too much of their own internal combustion heat that they need as well as um where the you know they could lose too much of their own heat and then they can also lose you know they need that resting period at times too even though there is an urgency to, to get out of this container there's that container is still preserving what's fragile still so it it is an emergence it is a process but it's um 
you can't, we can't do it too quickly. <laughs> and can't do it for them. That's fascinating. Yeah. I had yeah. no idea. That's really strong. Because I know I have heard from other astrologers that, and then that are more financially oriented, but that is a great time. And this kind of pulls in together what we've been talking about. It's actually a great time for new businesses you know i mean this entrepreneurial but which but it's an interesting thought that it um still there is a self man management of of that energy yeah that you're bringing into it but to add to that the possibilities it's mm -hmm. well, well they remember oh go ahead, go ahead. Remember, it's like new moon time, so to do your wishes and desires and dreams and goals, uh, to write it down or, you know, make a vision board, do something around that. And it also begins a new lunar gestation cycle, and the lunar gestation cycle lasts nine, three years, and we go from one phase to the next um, in nine months. So it goes from new moon, April 11th, to the first quarter, nine months later, and then the full moon nine months after that the third quarter nine months after that and then it completes nine months after that so that's briefly how that works wow peck 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 we better start <laughs> <laughs> that's right oh and I, I wanted to well, talk about the sabian symbol too for this one and i actually went to 24 degrees areas because this was so close to 23 degrees so um so what it is the, it says an open window and a net curtain blowing into the shape of a cornucopia, which is a beautiful visual too. And you think about how cooped up we've been throwing a window open. It's like now that the weather is nice, it's like, ah, oh, let's get some fresh air in here. And then to have the um, curtain blow into the shape of a cornucopia, which is a symbol of abundance and good luck. Right. So um, it's something positive coming our way. Like there's a window of opportunity here for us. Um, it can be about spiritual nourishment and just it's important for us to be open, opening our mind to new possibilities and picturing what we want and projecting it out into the universe. So like you were saying, Liz, it's so important for us to write down what it is that we want to manifest, you know, um, and then keep that. I always keep the new moon wishes, you know, so that I can go back and look at, you know, what have I manifested in that time, you know, during that time frame. So, yeah. And Aries new moon is about stepping into our own confidence, you know? So it's, um, I'm confident. I'm a good leader. Um, I have the courage to move forward. All of those are good um, intentions to have under this Aries new moon. I think it's a great time to kick off like um, creative projects too. And they're all, you know, the sun, moon, Mercury, and Venus are all in the fifth house, which is creativity and sex. Right. And kids. For, the, for, yeah. this, for this chart, yeah. Yeah, for Washington, D.C., if you, you can do it on... Um, for the United States, you can do it for yourself if you know your own chart. So if you don't know your own chart, it can be about, around fun, romance, creativity. If you want to use the West Coast um, flow, you could do relationships, business relationships, 
um, and anything personal. But if you know your own chart, just work with whatever house it's in. And then mm -hmm. we have the yearly lunar phase, which begins April 11th, and then the full moon will be October 20th, and then again in April, it'll start again. So keeping track of what you've asked for, did you accomplish it in two weeks from new moon to full moon, or did it start to manifest? Did it take the yearly cycle of six months, or is it going to take the gestation cycle of the three-year process? So it's like there's so many cycles to work with. And mm -hmm. steps have short term and long term. And a lot of times it's a feeling. I do, I've done manifestation with Dougal Frazier, who's a psychic and from Los Angeles and has I just had a webinar. And he um, says often, you know, to do that, have the long term and short term. So that would work out great. But here I wanted to say that a question that he would suggested that actually works with now, the Libra moon, and it could work with a new moon. That wasn't the subject of his talk, but I'm going to draw it in. Make choices that make your heart joyous and ask, is this the kind of life I want to lead? It's like, hey, isn't that what it really is all about? And it, it is a matter of writing it down. And, and, um, and, and one could even go along with this whole idea of the Neptunian forces that are also going to stick with us until 2026 this is not going away it's going to shift how it's going to touch us individually and collectively what do i need to do about or turn over to a higher power so i think that could be used on a fairly regular basis whether exactly. it's once a month or four times a year you know once yeah. a year but that could be used so that was great yeah it, that's it yeah 2026 it's still in our little hand basket. Yeah. yeah. Um, Aries rules the eyes. So on a physical level, it might be a great time to treat yourself to getting an eye exam and making sure that your, your prescription is, you know, clear or up to date. Um, and spiritually, I, I love your new moon mantra type things. I and your and Liz's suggestion of a vision board. I think a vision board, because Aries is so visual, that um, it could even pack a little more punch. So maybe just even googling Google image some keywords that just really resonate with you of of situations that you want to draw into your life um, in the areas of relationships or career or. Um, health, personal health, and um, any personal goals that you, or celebrities that you aspire to, to be, that you, you really feel inspired by, just putting those into a, a vision board of sorts or PowerPoint or something. Yeah, that's good, because it is about self-value with this, particularly with this full moon right now, and we're talking from that energy focus point, you know, although we're talking about the new moon, but Venus and the sun at that Venus star point, which happens every nine months, and it's going to carry as a point. So that eight degree that we're, we've been talking about is so potent. 
I don't know if somebody had a comment to say something. And I don't know if Liz, you wanted to bring up, I know that you do Sabian symbols too. And there's many different books that give references. And so there's different ways to bring them in. And sometimes if they're early, I know that there's talk about using the, just the degree itself. I mean, so that there's not, but I don't know if you had something you wanted to bring about that or if somebody has, I mean, you both all take notes laboriously. So do speak if you want something to say. I, that's my invitation. I, I bump it up one degree like Catherine does. And I wanted to make a comment that um, it's hailing like crazy here on Camino Island, like BB size hail. It's like this huge hail wow. storm. Wow. Because <laughs> uh, nice. it's like out of the side of my face, I can see you know, see it. That's why I kept looking over there because it got bigger and bigger and bigger. Good that you're Whoa. inside then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, Don't Liz, I remember, Liz, I remember you mentioning a Sabian symbol of a pregnant woman wearing a pastel summer dress. Was that for this moon or was it for the other moon? That was a past one, I believe. Okay. Well, that's, that's Aries 23. That's oh, interesting. Okay. So we're woman, moving. I don't know if she's pregnant, but it says a woman in pastel colors carrying a heavy and valuable but veiled load. Oh, so interesting. So that is like really the seed, isn't it? It's like pregnant and it's it's sometimes a, a lot that you want to birth. And a lot mm -hmm. you, you want to unload. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I was I, I I was having that image of a pregnant woman just on a hot hot summer day just like just all the internal pressure and um, the the jumble of different and spectrum of different feelings of anticipation and fear and you know worry and and joy of it all um, that was just what I got from that scenario well thinking Sabian. about aries see, uh, suddenly remembering like we've said what it is but it is in so many ways it's that self-discovery is that self uh identification is becoming etc but it's also that such a um a, a, an intuitive uh, well instinctive instinctive is the word right instinctive energy that is a catalyst that is spontaneity I'm just drumming out some thoughts here that maybe people can identify with and for people to realize that because um, if we want abundance, that was one of these wonderful words that came through. What do we want abundance of? What does it feel like? What does it look like? One person right, is like laughter, you know, that it breaks up. Uh, it changes and it seems to be a significant part of the opportunity here to find more avenues of true you know anyway of laughter i think of aries having energy and adventure and trailblazing on its positive aspect and that's really exciting mm -hmm. yeah we should absolutely you know last year i didn't i usually do vision boards every year i've done them for like 20 years and I didn't do one last year. And because I think I was just so zapped energy wise with the COVID thing. And now it's like, this is feeling different. This energy of the new moon or the, yeah, the new moon in Aries, you know, coming up here in April on the 11th. So that's it. 
I'm committed. You've talked me into doing a new vision board. And I'm Last... putting travel in it. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. Last year, Sue and Sarah both came to my house in January and we did a vision board. It was a couple of days after the first, but we as close as we could get it to the first. And it was great fun. Oh, oh how it fun. Was, it was really awesome. Yeah. yeah. yeah Liz and you, is fabulous with and we morphed it into a candle like we uh like one of those tall candle things so let's see if i yeah. can put my hand on where i have a that candle so cool. and then, yeah and then liz lights it you light it and it it just yeah. those tall ones i have found you have to for me anyway i just stayed lit because after a while getting down there it blackens everything so it's just like i kept putting new candles in there dropping new oh. ones and, and just reusing it because it's just it's so powerful just to hold it and and you know just pay tribute Very to cool. it every day like I, I have not seen that or heard the candle idea did you find it liz oh i've done it for like probably 15 or 20 years oh now um it's like i know it's behind the curtain but i don't want to open the curtain so we can see my <laughs> And, and, oh, and then you, cool. to me, burning yeah. it activates everything you ask for. And like, I write on the paper first and then I put all the pictures <laughs> and then I tape it onto the candle and to keep it, I do burn mine 24 hours, but I'll put it in a pie plate and then I stick it in the sink at night when <laughs> yeah. I go to bed so that <laughs> yeah. at least if it broke, it's in the sink and I don't think it's going to cause any problem, Right. but you can just light it when you're home if you if that seems better but those long things that um that's awesome are, are like to start a fire that have about a six or eight inch um little nozzle on them that that's really good to put down in there or you could have the old-fashioned mm -hmm. fireplace matches that used to be about 10 inches long but i haven't seen those in years so i don't know if yeah. they still even have yeah. them i just use a little clicker um mm -hmm. Yeah, we have only a few minutes, folks, and this is great. I want to say yes. This is like so wonderful to say about burn, baby, burn in a really positive <laughs> way. Like, light your fire. All these songs that come to mind. And actually, we were going to do a workshop with this, and maybe we will, but that was right when COVID was happening. It was like trying to morph it into the online factor. So that's still an opening. I want to mention that next week we have Planet Buzz, another panel of four people and that it'll we'll be talking about something arian and that this is with my panel moonbeam team we have sarah stromley on my right and above her we have liz Mouchette, and over above myself is katherine metcalf katherine's from illinois and liz and sarah are in washington you can find them on talk cosmos and connect with anybody and please subscribe and thank you so much we have faith that we are connecting and we love to hear any responses and wish you fiery, happy, peaceful, igniting and let everybody, you can chime off too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.